0: In today's episode of Reverse the Slavery Curse, I will be launching a new ongoing series that is called From Negroes to Hebrew People. Now, this series is solely focused on testimonials from foundational Black people, their experiences of their awakening to their real history as the original people of the book. This is a back and forth discussion, but the goal for these testimonials is to be a source of encouragement to those who are at any stage of their own awakening. Welcome, everyone. I'm your host, Paula Hall. At the crossroads of Black history, current events, and the occult, the Reverse the Slavery Curse weekly podcast explores the modern issues facing Black people today. Stay up to date by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. And please visit my website at www.reverseslaverycurse.com for more information. Thank you for joining. And I have today my special guest, Richard W. Richard, welcome to the show.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me.
0: So, um, and this is just a a new series that I'm doing. Uh, It's entitled From Negroes to Hebrews Testimonials. And I'm talking to people who've made that transition and realized had the awakening of who they are and experiences that you've had during this this journey of, of awakening. So let me just start with my first question. Did you grow up attending a traditional church, a Christian church? And if so, what was your experience like?
1: Well, um, my mother was the uh, church organist in church. I was in church before I really knew uh, I was there. And I went to a small uh, um ame church in san jose african methodist episcopal zion church and uh i really did not appreciate the experience because it was basically an older crowd there were very few kids our age and due to some personal uh, issues i had i went through a period of about eight or nine years where i was more or less an agnostic but um when i came back to the church Um, I ended up going to Jubilee uh, Christian Center, the mega church, and that took care of some of the other issues because there was a lot of people that were paying Jubilee. And um, it was an interesting experience, but it was almost like being entertained. You'd go for an hour. The music was great. And then, you know, you'd feel good when you left.
0: Right,
1: that's always a good thing.
0: Um, I know in these traditional churches, there's a big push for tithing and giving what was your view on tithing prior to your revelation about being an israelite
1: well i of, i often had sort of issues with it because uh, they were constantly telling me that the old testament didn't apply any not the old testament they were telling me that the law didn't apply anymore and the only place they could get tithing is from the law But I didn't rock the boat. I figured that uh, I wanted to prosper like everybody else did. So I tied faithfully for over 20 years.
0: Right, right. Did you have any formal Bible training prior to your revelation of being an Israelite?
1: No, I've never had any formal Bible training other than the fact that I'm one of these people that like to for myself.
0: Right, that's a good thing. Um, What year did you have the revelation that you were a descendant of the ancient Israelites, the people of the Holy Bible?
1: It was actually 2019. And my sister actually uh, got me to actually sit down and read uh, Deuteronomy 28. Um, i would read the uh, Bible from cover to cover twice. But when I got to Deuteronomy 28, I'd go to about verse 18 or 20, and it would get really gruesome. And I'd say, oh, that's those other Jews that didn't apply to me. But when I actually sat down and read it all, then I realized, hey, wait a minute, they're talking about us, because uh, it has never matched anybody else in history the way it matched us. It matched us to a T. Right.
0: <clears throat> what was the catalyst for the revelation of, of who you are?
1: Deuteronomy 28. Deuteronomy 28 was the catalyst, because what it did is established for me that you know that was me, that was my ancestors. I'd always had another little issue also because I knew that the issues in the Bible all took place in North Africa. and uh, there's really no way everybody there could have been Caucasian.
0: That's very true
1: so that 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 had been a reservation that I'd always had. but on the other hand, uh, you know I you know since the whole world believed that they were the people. You know, it's kind of like one of those, well, I can't really rock that boat. Uh, Once I'd read Deuteronomy 28, then uh, that kind of opened my eyes. And it was shortly after that that George Floyd died.
0: Mm -hmm. When
1: George Floyd was murdered, he was probably, since since they say we got here in 1619, uh, and that was 2019, Mm -hmm. that's exactly when our 400-year sentence would have been up. And that one murder too many caused ripples that actually went all around the world because every state in the United States had, um, you know, marches and and protests. And as far east as, say, China and uh, just about every place else in the world, any place else in the world that were black people, like, for example, England, they had major, major uh, uprisings there also. Right. That kind of said, okay, wait a minute. So our sense is up. the first one they killed when it was over caused ripples around the world. The other thing is that police were murdering us for generations and never going to jail. That's true. All of a sudden, we started seeing police getting um, prosecuted.
0: Yes, yes, exactly. This revel- um, how have you approached Christianity since having this revelation?
1: Well, one of the things that this was basically during COVID. So people weren't going to church anyway. They get turned on all kinds of time to do my own research and read the Bible for myself. And I was turned on to uh, the Yahoos. And that's um, uh, Watchman Yahoo and, and his wife, Deborah. Uh, and I started getting into uh, their presentations. Watchman was a... Uh, a Christian pastor for about 20 years, but he woke up 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And he had a lot to and to teach me that kind of got me on a straight path as I started this new journey. And obviously, after going through this, uh, there's no way I could sit through a Christian church right now.
0: Yes, I understand. Um, how have you stumbled as you have began this journey of, of an Israelite?
1: Well, for one thing, I was suddenly having to deal with a lot of other uh, issues, like, for example, uh, unclean foods. Okay. But You know, I still, uh, I used to, you know, cook some of the better uh, barbecued ribs you've ever had. Okay. And so no more of those, no more bacon cheeseburgers and uh, shrimp, crab, and lobster. So that's been that's been a little bit of rockiness to the journey. But I mean, it's a situation where, um, I understand, after doing my own research, that uh, Yah considers these uh, items to be unclean and uh, something that actually, you know, makes him angry when we do not obey him in that regard. Right. Okay.
0: Um, what do you know now, after having this revelation, that you wish you had known, or at least you'd had a resource? you know, to kind of inform you of this as you were coming to the revelation of who you are?
1: I don't really know uh, a good answer to that because I started reaching out to a lot of uh, various ministries, uh, all awakened brothers and sisters, but basically out uh, between the, the Yahoo's, there was uh, there were several others and, and what they were offering me is just a, 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 a never ending source of resources. So right. I had basically, you know, things that I had never thought about. Mm-hmm. For example, like I say, I guess maybe I started to say, I wish I'd known that tithing was a bust, you know, well, during the time I was tithing. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's you know, the yeah, that uh is one that <clears throat>
0: uh what advice would you give to you know so called black person negro who is coming to the knowledge of who he or she is going through what you have the awakening
1: what what advice i would give is basically this it's great to know who you are it's great to know what your history is it's great, great to be able to understand why it is that you've suffered the way you've suffered for much of your life but the other advice i would give is don't put too much stock in that because bear in mind uh you know, the uh our ancestors, mm-hmm. they knew who they were and they still sinned to the point where we ended up in slavery. Uh the fact that you are uh, an Israelite, the fact that you are a Hebrew uh descendant will not save you in and of itself.
0: That's true. You still
1: have to you still have to uh believe and you still have to obey the law statutes and commandments, and you still have to uh um uh, believe that Yahusha who everybody erroneously initially calls Jesus died for your sins.
0: Right, right. <coughs> Do you have anything that you're working on that you'd like to share with the uh, listeners?
1: Funny you should mention that. I uh, just finished writing a book. And um, what the book started off as just my journey uh, from going to, to awakening. But at the same time, um, you know, one of the sub-chapters on it, subheadings, is uh, based on Isaiah 29, verse 11, which says, uh, wait a minute, Isaiah 29, verse 10, where he says, Yahuwah hath poured out upon you a spirit of deep sleep, and hath closed your eyes. The prophets and your rulers and seers hath he covered. Because, uh, you know, the realization that I came to was, we're all under a spirit of deep sleep. Right. And uh, he poured out on us. Why? Because we don't obey his law, statutes and commandments. And when I came to this awakening, I started to obey his law, statutes and commandments. And it seems like my eyes have been opened. Right. So So
0: maybe that spiritual slumber is really on the Christian church. And that's why they sort of have their heads in the sand
1: yeah and that's what i'm saying they you know they they can't answer these questions because they're still in the deal with the uh, spirit of slumber
0: right what compelled you to write down your experiences
1: because it it well when i started out i was just wondering if other people were going through the same thing i was going through but as i got through writing down my experiences it kind of back on my mind that I should do a full analysis. What I basically did is I went back to 325 AD, which was the uh, origin of the Christian church. And I examined everything that they believed and looked at how, you know, like I developed over time. Uh-huh. And I didn't really like what I found. And I found it, like I say, it's when the Gentiles started teaching it that things just got out of whack.
0: Right. So So, that's basically
1: what I wanted to do. And I also wanted to make sure people understood what the end time prophecies were, because the the Christian church has had the spirit of slumber so long that they really can't look at end time prophecy and tell you anything.
0: So ultimately, uh, what are you hoping people will take away from reading your book when it comes out?
1: One, realize how close we are to the end, and number two, realize how important it is to obey the law, statutes, and commandments.
0: Uh, I could not have said that better. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, uh, Richard. Um, we will definitely want to have you back on when you have a release date for your book, hopefully early next year in 2023. So Thank, thank, you, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today. For more information about this podcast or other topics related to the advancement of African-Americans, please visit www.reverseslaverycurse.com and sign up for my free newsletter. Check out my books and more. Until then, remember that dealing with foundational traumas, spiritual influences, and ancient arts are the key to positive changes in this modern world.